0: No, get that, get that. Right as we're about to go to air, if it's not COVID. I promise.
1: I do my no. I do my Jerry Lewis cough before we go on. <laughs> hey,
0: everybody! I'm not even going to try anything else. I'm Mac Davis. That is WWE Hall of Famer Teddy Long, and of course, the guy coughing and hacking and talking right over in the middle here. If you're still in the middle, actually, I'm not sure who's in the middle, but. Best legendary
1: pro wrestling journalist, Mr. Bill After. Hey, Bill. Hey, my dad used to say it's not the cough that carries you off. It's the coffin they carry you off. Oh, and okay. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: how's
0: everybody doing today? Uh, Bill, you sound like you're doing pretty good other than the
2: you? I'm breathing, brother. I'm alive. So
0: you're happy. I want to bring something up Uh, right off the bat. I'm going to jump right into the show, guys. Go for it. Roman Reigns. Now, here he is, the big WWE Universal Champion. And he is coming up now on 1164. I think it's 1,164 days, maybe a little bit more or less. But right in that area at the time you're watching this. And he's closing in now on Hulk Hogan. At 1,474 days as champion, and Bruno San Martino, who of course is way up there at 2,803. I don't see him getting a hold of Bruno San Martino's record, but he sure looks like he could go after Hulk Hogan's. Bill, what do you think?
1: No, absolutely no. not. No, and I'll tell you why. When you think about it, the brother, Hulk Hogan defended that title sometimes nightly on the road. I've got those numbers, as
0: a matter of fact, here. I'll give those to you while while we're
1: talking. Now, remember, it was a different title, but, you know, the WWE Universal title is, like, looked at as a world title, like Seth Rollins' world title, and Seth Rollins defends his title all the time. But Roman Reigns, I think he's a great, great guy, and I think he's a fantastic wrestler, and I think he does everything well, but he doesn't defend the title. What happened to the 30-day rule where you had to defend the title within 30 days or they'd strip you of the title. Now, I don't know if the universal title has a different set of rules, but to put them in a category with Hulk Hogan and Bruno Sammartino, who defended their title sometimes four and five nights a week, uh uh-uh.
0: Yeah, in fact, uh, Teddy, before I get your thoughts on this, let me give you some numbers here. Reigns has uh, defended that championship roughly 48 to 50 times so far since 2020, well below that of Hulk Hogan. Now, Hulk Hogan's uh, was 175 times that he defended that championship. Bob Backlund, 883 times he defended, and Bruno San Martino at 662. So there is a big difference between the numbers. It's kind of like to me, and and Teddy, you may agree with this, it's kind of like to me when you talk about world champions, Ric Flair is a different kind of champion than today's champion. It was totally different. He defended, went everywhere with that belt, whereas today they're on pay-per-views and that's about it.
2: Well, you know, uh, back in, uh, you know, in the day, you know, there was no cable TV. There was no social media, none of that. So that's why guys had to go from town to town to defend the title somewhere every night, because that's the only way that people got a chance to see him. And uh, now, you know, with all the TV and technology and stuff now, it's just unbelievable. But uh, to get back to the first thing you were talking about, about Seth Rollins, and, um, you know, I... Bill said automatically no, but, you know, times have changed.
1: Well, to Roman Reigns.
2: Okay, sorry. I mean, we're talking about Roman Reigns, and Bill was saying, you know, right away no, but, you know, times have changed, and I look at it in a a different way because it's really not Roman Reigns' decision, (laughs) you know what I mean, (laughs) as as long as he keeps the title. That decision is left up to uh, the promotion or the company. So, you know, if somebody wants him to break Hogan's record or maybe whatever, that's what he's basically close to, then, uh, that might happen. So I'm just saying, I won't say no, but you know, never say never.
1: Well, is is he, is he to the point where, you know, is his deal and we don't know this to not work house shows. They do run some house shows during the week and, uh, Even though, and Teddy, I get what you're saying with the proliferation of cable TV and all that, but still the fans and the house shows want to see him. And that way you accrue the, the, I mean, I was with Bruno for forever, so to say. I traveled from town to town with him and he defended that title every night. WWE has an almost nightly schedule. And I think Roman Reigns should be on uh, a little more active defending the title than what he's doing, in my opinion. I,
2: I agree exactly because that's that's the way it's always been. And like you said, saying, Bill, those those house shows, those people want to see the world champion too. But I, you know, it's just their business has just changed so much, it's become so yeah. advanced till you know those little house shows really don't mean much, you know, anymore. You know what I mean? So
1: I can put a new rule book out on champions defending their title. I'm still back in the day where a champion had to defend it. In 30 days, or you're out. You're well, stripped of the title. No, now, no, I don't no, have a...
0: Go ahead, no, Teddy. I'm sorry.
1: Well, I'm sorry, but those were the
2: rules. And then guys stuck by the rules, okay? Yeah. So, but that's why we've changed. We went from to entertainment now.
0: I'm going to say something, and I said this uh, probably several months ago on one of our shows, that uh, I kind of like Roman Reigns being gone, except when he comes back, he he com- becomes a special attraction when he's there. That's how I kind of like the way they're booking him now. I do like that, although I agree with you, Bill. He needs to defend that championship at least once a month, some way, somehow. He doesn't have to be on every show, but he needs to defend that championship for to me, for me
1: for that to be a true championship. And we if- need we need someone in the WWE or somewhere to come up with a rule book so we all know what's going on, not what the writers are trying to do and what they're trying to do to keep a champion a champion. We need a rule book like they used to have, the old NWA rule book. Remember that, Teddy? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I've, I've actually that,
1: seen that book before.
2: That ain't that ain't going to happen. No, I got no. a copy of it here. Yeah, it, it's not going to happen because
0: uh, it's just like SmackDown and Raw and the split rosters, and they'll never cross over. That doesn't last long. They always cross over. There's always going to be what, whatever's best for business at that time is what they're going to do, even if it goes against the grain of what they should be doing. Uh, yeah. They're going to go after that number. They're going to go after those dollars, one or the that, other.
2: Exactly.
1: Now, Seth Rollins defends that title all the time. He's a he fighting champion and again nothing nothing against this guy he's great one of my favorite wrestlers in the whole world but come on get out there and defend the title
0: but let me ask you two something because i I think i may have mentioned this to either one or both of you over the past week do you feel the bloodline still has that energy that it had going into wrestlemania because it just seems like since wrestlemania They've gotten lost. I, I don't know that where that story really is going, and it seems muddy to me.
2: Any, um, any thoughts? I, I think that story is pretty much already gone. Um, the, the way I see it now, as I look at it now, I think every some of those guys that were involved in that, I think they may be in limbo, and that means that right now they're maybe trying to figure out just exactly what they want to do with each one of them, or do they want to start something else? So it's just—I think it's right now, depending on creative. Uh, once they get something going, you know, for these guys, especially Sami Zayn, guy, hes a guy you gotta do something with. You know what I mean, guy? He busted his ass with. You know, what I mean, great guy. Uh, Kevin Owens, another guy too. You know, let's find something. You know, for those guys. So, like I said, I just think basically this left up to creative. We'll just have to see uh, what they wanna do.
1: Yeah, they have not done and they have to do this because people want it they haven't done uso versus uso I yep. think that's the next piece of the bloodline feud here
2: well if you're gonna if you're gonna end it I would maybe end it right there you know what I mean work something in there where maybe that ends it or i i I just don't know like I said if you're not in creative and you don't know what direction they're going it's hard to you know really even talk about
0: I did see where uh, it may have been today where Bully Ray made a comment that he thought a good way to end uh, that storyline would be with Rock and uh, Roman in the ring, Roman taking a loss, and the entire family who's there for that match turning their back on Roman and walking away, leaving him with nothing. Basically, what he said, I love the storyline. I was like, wow, that's a great twist at the very end where everybody turns their back on the guy who ran it all.
2: Well, here's what you got to look at too you know when rock leaves there rock is going back to Hollywood so why yep. would you put why would you put the title on rock that's that 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 ain't that ain't it you know what I mean yeah. i he could be involved but having him beat uh, Roman that that's not it
1: both of you I want to ask both of you a question because I was talking with someone at my day gig about this today and he couldn't he's a big fan for the past 35 40 years. I said, Roman Reigns is going to lose the title to who? And he couldn't come up with He said maybe Cody, but he doesn't think that Cody is at the level where he was in terms of the pecking order right now. Cody's yeah. more in the tag team division now. He's already beaten Drew McIntyre. You know, had a shot at Seth Rollins. He didn't win that. Damian Priest hasn't been able to cash in the Who's the guy? And I don't think it would be Gunther either. Although, no, so, I was know, about to say, <laughs> I don't think it would be Gunther. No. So, who and maybe you fans can even get into this who the heck is there who could make an impact like Roman Reigns?
0: I know who think about this past pay per view. Somebody just won a championship. Who was that? Do you remember Bill? Of course, Logan Paul. Logan Paul. I see Logan Paul as one of the top uh, contenders to take that title from Roman. Uh, Because the storyline, as many times as you've seen Roman lose to some of these big names, it can't just be somebody. It's got to
1: be a somebody. And I think Logan Paul may be that person. Well, in terms of um, social media and marketing, there's no one better. Because he's got millions of followers. So it's great for that. But I don't know if I can see him with that. But he, I think he's great. I really do. And, you know, he's now got the United States Championship, yeah. which could be a stepping stone to the universal title. But I'm not 100% convinced that that's the guy yet. I don't know who is.
2: Teddy, do well, you have any thoughts you think it should be? Uh, I like the idea of Logan Paul. I just think it's a little bit too soon for Logan because now that becomes a real heavy schedule there. Yeah. And Logan is already involved in his with his own stuff. You know what I mean? So it, it about better be a lot of change in there for him to, you know, to carry that title because he's got to be there to defend it at all times. So like I said, nothing against that, but I just think it's a little too soon. Uh, you
1: defend it every six months, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> so uh, like you say, man, I don't know what it is, but man, my guy, man, LA Knight, man. I'm telling y'all, man, this is the guy.
0: You know, after this last pay per view, I'm curious to see how they're going to use him because uh, you know he's lost to Roman. Uh, I'm waiting to see how they're going to use him uh, and if it's going to be the best use of him or if we're going to see him fade away to the back for no. a while, not to come back out. It was a screw out.
1: job. It was a screw job well, finish.
2: And then, like I said, all that it's part of your test.
0: Yeah, yeah, that which is normal in the WWE. Yeah.
1: I want to bring up you a know name. Who guys, we're forgetting about wait a minute, we're forgetting about one main guy on the roster who has not gone for that universal title. We're talking about Seth freaking Rollins. He's got the world title, but I think he could be the guy to put that belt on with both titles. It could be Seth Rollins. And you know, they have the history of uh, of being in the shield together. And mm-hmm. maybe, maybe Seth Rollins is the guy to step up and do that. I like that. I do too. I, I,
2: like that's a that's a great mood, and with 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 Seth, you know, hot as he is right now, man. I mean, that's I, to me, that's really the way to go. Haven't we had Seth and Roman already? That's, I, I believe we have. we have,
1: but not 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 at this, not at where they are professionally at this point. That's
2: what I'm saying. That that would, that would back then, that it don't mean nothing. Everybody forgot about it.
1: No. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. All
2: right.
0: I'm going to bring up a name. I'm going to move on to a different topic here. and I'm going to bring up somebody that normally you never hear anything about. Michael Cole. Michael Cole is coming up on 25 years with WWE. And I was sitting here thinking about it today as I was, you know, hearing that it was his 25th anniversary. You really never hear anything about Michael Cole in the dirt sheets anywhere. He's almost like what Undertaker was, if you think about it. Undertaker was never heard of, you know, in, in the media. He, just, he was a mystery person. Michael Cole, as public as he is and a part of WWE, is kind of a mystery, at uh, to least to fans like me. Can you guys tell me a
2: little bit more about Michael Cole? Who is this guy and what's he like? Michael is a great guy. I I, I don't blame like yeah. Michael, man. Stay low-key. Stay oh, yeah. low-key, just like you. You ain't got to be worried with all these people, some of them on your social media, saying all kind of nasty things to you and stuff. Yep. Uh, well, I didn't like what you said about this guy and all that. So Michael is low-key, but he's a super nice guy.
1: He is, and not only is he a broadcaster, when I was brought in to do a pilot show many, many years ago, Michael was one of the producers of that show. He produces a lot of the content for a lot of WWE products he is smart he's a uh, he's on the he's on the ball he's very creative and the WWE should be blessed that they've had him for so many years i applaud him he's great he's yeah. great
2: yeah He's company man he's a company man yeah
1: yeah. yeah, you know, and
0: if I'm not mistaken, and Bill, maybe you know this. Uh, I think he was a true uh, reporter, wasn't he? A war correspondent? He was something that he did prior to coming. I in. I don't
1: think he was a war correspondent. I think don't think he's old enough to have been a war. What I don't war? know how
0: old he is either. So which war? <laughs> oh, I, it may have been one of the uh, you know the desert wars. So I'm not sure. No, but,
1: I don't think so. I don't no, know, I don't. but I don't think so. Yeah, I just know maybe that, the uh, war, bet- the war between WCW and WWE. Yes. Was he there during
0: that time too? I can't remember, to be honest. I remember JR and I remember, uh, you know, having uh, King there, but I don't remember Cole, you know, in the early beginnings. But again, that's because, like I say, Cole is just one of those voices you're used to hearing. You don't think twice about it, but when he's not there, you notice he's not there. That's that's great when it comes to, you know, your personality in TV because you are noticeably absent when you're not there. He just recently took, I think, a week off, which is the first time he's done that in forever. And he was missing. Uh, and he was missing. You could tell that he was gone. He works so
1: well with, with various broadcasters that no matter what the style of the other broadcaster next to him is, he adjusts to it and he takes the lead.
0: Teddy, I've heard stories forever and a day that the commentators usually would hear Vince in their ears and he would give them instructions. Were you ever uh, privy to see any of that in the back of the, you know, in the grill position where Vince was getting onto the announcers? Yeah. What, what does he do? Is he just yell at him for not saying the right thing or is, or is he just intense?
2: No, when they say something wrong or something that he didn't like, he just get right in their headsets and just let them know it. <laughs>
1: it's like you it's say Jerry all the time, used it's business, business, brother. <laughs> me that. Yeah, Jerry just, um, told me that. Yeah. yeah, Jerry used to say Vince was in there years, including Michael Cole, all the time. So they're trying to. C- do play by play on the match and come color commentary on the match, and he'd be well. Now I want you to say,
2: you know, Ooh, that would be that would be hard. Ooh. He got he got on, he did it so to Mick Foley so bad, Nick gave it up. He just yep. told him, No, I'm, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. out. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> he tapped
1: out. <laughs> I, think Joey up, Styles, I think Joey Styles, when he was commentating for a little uh, while, also had the same issue.
0: Let's talk about business in the WWE. Boy, they got a brand new sponsor. That's that's not a brand new one. They've had them in the past, but they're back. And that's Slim Jim, uh, which Ooh. also means that we now have Randy Macho Man Savage kind of coming back in a certain kind of way back to WWE. They even got the Savage Stick, if you want to go out and get that from uh, Slim Jim. but uh, So it's kind of cool to see that. But I don't think we've ever really talked much about Savage ourselves Teddy you've got some experience with Savage I think you early days you were riding with him weren't you
2: Yeah Yeah we uh Randy was a great guy man uh I got a great story I don't even know where to tell this Is, uh, is so it nice. now, if it was the one
0: about where you're in the car
2: Yeah uh, with somebody else Go for it, it Teddy, Teddy. Go ahead Teddy well, this was before Randy, you know, before he's the Muncher man in it. Okay, so he's was Randy Savage. So this was back in NWA days. So I was all going down to the TV station then, you know, just watching wrestling. But the guys seen me every week, so they kind of knew me. So uh, Randy and Slater, you know, wanted to get some weed. Dirty Dick so Slater, like, yeah. Yeah. dirty dicks later so they asked me to take them over to uh you know somewhere where i could get weed well i knew this little spot in the west end over in and in, in atlanta and uh you know back then you know guys would be out on the corner streets you know you could buy a dime bag they'd run to the car and give it to you yeah
1: so we you were my best customer teddy
2: no, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think you showed me some bad stuff one time. Too. <laughs> <laughs> it was a ringtone. But anyway, uh, we get over there, you know, and, and everything. So the guy, one of the guys, the big, I think he was like the guy that was the supplier. So he got we saw him, and he recognized them, you know, because there's on TBS every weekend, you know. So he recognized her, and he knew me because I had been going, you know, over there back and forth. So he gets and looks at him. So he gets out of his car and he gets in our car. And he says to him, you know, he says, hey, guys, not only do I got some weed, I got cocaine. And he pulls out this big bag of cocaine and he shows it to him. Well, I'm sitting back there in the, uh, I think Savage is in the front and Slater is in the back. And so I look at Savage and I see Savage nod his head at Slater. Well, I didn't know what that meant. Now I know what it meant. I saw Slater uh, Savage give him the office. And so just as the guy turned around, Slater hooks him right in the chute sleeper hole, put the, put the oh, sleeper yeah. on him. They put him to sleep right in his car. We took all of his stuff and we left him in his car asleep.
0: You're lucky you didn't get shot. I mean, because you
2: know you have to go back to that area. <laughs> I <ain't laughs> like, go. I don't have to go back over that. Area,
1: <laughs> that I was that by to... the old. Uh, was that by the old TBS studio?
2: Well, it was away from the TBS studios. It was over like in the West End, but it wasn't yeah, that yeah, far. Yeah. yeah, it was the West End. It was over like where the old uh, Braves Stadium used to be.
1: Yes, I remember yes. that.
2: Yeah. Remember. Now, Bill, you, 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 over almost, there. you almost got killed by him, did not you?
1: Well, Scott Steiner wasn't the only one who tried to kill me. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's in my book. It's in my book. Is wrestling fixed?
0: I didn't know it was broken.
1: Thank you. Nice plug. Um, (laughs) I had called Randy because we had, I'm going to give an abbreviated version of this. I had called Randy and I had approved this headline with him. He was going to win the championship in WCW. And I said, what we want to do in the story is have a fan yell out as you're coming to the ring, hey, old man, you can't win the belt. And then Randy is inspired by that to show the fan that he did it. Okay, So we did the headline on the magazine, old man, the saying that spurned him to the title. Well, I went to uh, Baltimore when that magazine came out, and I had a, uh, a plaque for him of like comeback of the year. And he was with Elizabeth and Medusa coming down the hallway. And somebody had told me uh, that Randy Savage wanted to kill me, literally. Now, Teddy, you know he was kind of two personalities like like Scott Steiner. You never knew what you were going to get. He looked at the plaque and he threw it against the wall. And he said, you, S.O.B. And he called Kevin Sullivan over and he says, you and you over here. And he took us into this small corridor and he started cursing at me and <laughs> cursing about my kids. And, it, and it, was, it was intense. And I said, I called you shut the hell. And so it and after a little while it ended. And uh, I said I called my boss and he said, Well, don't shoot the match if he's just PO'd at you. So stupidly I went out and shot the match. It was he against Flair. Okay. Um, Nancy Sullivan is at ringside, and she and I loved each other. And she's standing there while I'm shooting pictures, in behind me, like, doing this to my hair, <laughs> or hair I had left. And Fla- uh, Savage stops the match, tells the referee, stops the match, full, full house, walks over and spits on me like Bret Hart did to Vince McMahon. Oh, oh. And it took months, months, To try and get this settled, I had told Hulk Hogan about this. And Hogan picked me up at the airport one time when I was gonna do a story at his house. And he drove me to a gym. He says, I got a friend of mine wants to talk to you. And Savage was the guy. It was an empty gym. And Savage just said, I apologize. The demons kind of effed me up, man. And we made peace. But uh, there were weeks and weeks that I was almost afraid to go because when he was mad at you, he was mad at you. Oh, I know. Mm. I know. Read the chapter real. in the book, please. <laughs> please. And then book, you, book, scary, the, you know, there's the, a book coming out, ECW Press, <laughs> that uh, published my book uh, has come out with a biography uh, about him. That's coming up in uh, April 2024, and I'm looking forward to reading that. Lanny always tried to, you know, smooth things over, and he didn't even want to listen to his. Brother, Teddy, did you ever have any incidents with uh, Randy where he kind of like lost it?
2: No, that was the only one that, you know, I had with him. <laughs> but during my travels, I met him, you know, over the road, you know, doing different things. And uh, I remember he told me one time, he said, uh, he said, you do a good job out there, brother, but don't worry. You'll be okay if Vince likes you. He has to like you. If he likes you, you don't have to worry about shit, brother. <laughs> I remember him telling me that, too.
1: Yeah. I don't. Right. I don't. Yeah, what, I forgot, what I forgot to tell you though about this story is that he was incensed when Vince took him out of the ring because he thought he was too old and made him a broadcaster. Oh yeah. So this magazine came out right on the heels of that where called oh, it called him an God. old man. And I told him. I told him you approved it. I approved nothing. And he was like, he was out of his mind.
0: Yeah. I, I want to bring up one last thing before we run out of time, guys. I recently spoke with somebody um, who I trust with information pretty much. Um, who's We were talking about MJF and uh, how MJF's character in AEW seems to have kind of gotten a little bit of a softer side to him, not quite as rough and jagged as he was and cussing all the time. And the comment I got from somebody was that there was a reason why. MJF is making those changes. He is trying to make himself more palatable to, for WWE because his contract is coming up and he's looking at the bidding war of 2024. And he's telling me, this person's telling me that MJF's change is more about his future than it is just about a character. Hmm. Bill, have you heard anything about this at all?
1: I've, I've heard rumblings about that. And my feeling is kind of twofold. Number one, they turned him... Baby face. And he's he's over bigger than he was at a, as a heel. And as all the AWA, AEW fans say, he's their favorite scumbag. But he won't be able to say that in WWE. Uh, I think the whole situation where he's toned down, I hear that several of the uh, sponsors um, on TBS uh, were a little uh, sketchy about, you know, all the cursing. Going on, but if he is kind of auditioning for WWE, he's doing a good job of it. And his match against uh, uh, Kenny Omega was pretty oh, I thought it was good Really match. good. Yeah, he's, sure, he's matured quite a bit, both mentally and physically. And I think WWE, if they're making a play for him, I think Tony Khan's going to make the biggest money play for him that uh, uh, that he's going to try and keep him. So, Teddy, what do you think?
2: well i like mjf man great guy man um i gr- i i don't agree with Mayor him uh, toning down maybe because of wwe i think he has to tone down because <clears throat> you guys pointed it out about those sponsors and those people there you know what i mean they don't really understand about wrestling and they really don't care all they know is they've put their whole bunch of money into the advertisement. And then, you know, you got kids yeah. that are watching the show too. So you just have to be careful with what you say. Now it's a lot different now. So I think that's maybe why i toned it down. But why
1: just him? I mean, all most of them will curse. Yeah. yeah. Well, That, well, that is true. that Because he, he's cut it back. Although
0: other ones are using it more. Uh,
2: but, yeah. you know, But like I said, he was really, <laughs> he, yeah, he knew was, how to do it. You know, a lot of those guys just cussing to be cussing. I think okay. he was the first
0: one I ever heard on TV use the F word.
2: Yeah, he, yes, knew how, he, knew, he knew how to get those cuss words over and to make you like them or hate them. See, a lot of guys just cuss so they can get a reaction. They think that's going to get them some heat. But MJF was smarter than that. He knew exactly what he was doing.
1: Creative cussing.
2: Yes. yes. Spe- speaking of MJF, now keep in mind, Rick Flair uh, just signed with
0: AEW, and he made a comment recently uh, talking about MJF where he said, They'll find out if they, AEW, turns me loose. I'm dying to go one-on-one with MJF, man. It would get a good, good rating, too. I think he's talking about a promo battle, not physical, uh, which I agree. That would be interesting to see the two of them uh, go in a mic battle. But I kind of think that uh, that Rick needs to be careful because MJF can really cut on mic. And I'm not sure Rick's that Add up to things
1: i think rick flair can go head to head with him that way but in terms of a match in terms of a match vince russo had said that rick flair has said to him to vince russo that he wants to die in the ring and if that's the match with mjf it may come true
2: well i i hope not you know yeah. i hope that that's not the way he goes i Me i mean either. you know don't no, no, get I mean, time for one more it. thing
1: before we close out. He said it. he said he wanted to die in the ring.
2: I understand, but like I said, I, I hope it doesn't go like that because the person yeah. that he's in the ring with, he's going to have to live with that for the rest yeah. of his life. <clears throat> so, so.
0: so is that company. I don't see how the company moves forward if you have a man die in your ring that you know shouldn't have been in there in the first place. Well, I, I mean, it's, it's a lot different than a freak accident and somebody dying in the ring than it is sure. having an old man get in there dying in the ring that you know shouldn't have been there.
2: Well... You know, let's move on.
0: Yeah. I'm going to bring up one more thing. I know we're going over time, guys, but there's something I saw, and I just want to bring this up. Did you see the thing from Marty Janetti about what he wants to be remembered by? Sex. No. Is- Absolutely correct, Bill. Sex. He said yeah. he doesn't want to be known for wrestling. He wants to be
1: known for Sex. We're going, to have him on, uh, we're going to have Marty Gennetti, uh next week, I believe, on uh, Unscripted with Chris Featherstone and I, 11 o'clock Eastern time, every Tuesday night. Not uh, Depending upon your when you're watching this, what's next Tuesday's date? I don't have a calendar. I, I don't
0: have a calendar in front of me it's, either. Today's
1: uh, yep. the 7th? Yeah, it's Election Day. Uh, the 14th. Yes. November 14th. He, we, so we will ask him that.
0: Well, ask him something else, too, because he made a comment that the first time he had sex, he was drunk. Not a big deal, right? He also says he was five years old. Ask him about that. I mean, he's made some incredible comments over the last year or so. Five years old is what he
1: claims. He must have been drunk when he made that comment.
0: Well, I mean, he also claimed that he killed somebody, what a year or two years ago. He made that comment and he got in a lot of trouble. He said, No, 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 no. I was it's just a part of a storyline. But he told everybody he killed a guy who came on to him as a young man, yeah. and he yep. and in response, he killed the guy.
1: I heard Marty, that too.
0: Do either of you guys have any kind of history with Marty Gennetti or any stories you can tell? Because I, I really don't know the guy that well, other than the fact that he was part of Shawn Michaels and the Rockers
1: i do actually i, I was back, i traveled with them a lot during their young days and they would uh they would pull over and go to the bathroom anywhere they could whether there was a toilet or not They were two really wild guys that's why he calls himself party marty because he's never he's never matured and he admits that he's still a wild wild marty party marty and uh uh, they did things in the AWA that got them let out of the AWA. They did gross things with their, um, their movements of their waste material.
0: Yep. Uh, Teddy, did you have any uh, stories with Marty? Did you work with Marty at all?
2: Uh, no, I didn't, but I met Marty on a lot of these signings and stuff, and I met him on some of the indie shows that I've been on, and uh, just super nice guy. You know, oh,
0: me. yes, always,
1: he's a fun guy. Uh, oh, I was yes. going to
0: ask that because I've seen a lot of times him doing interviews, and, Bill, I'll watch the one you're talking about. He always comes across really – as kind of a really nice guy. A little bit down on oh, his luck from he's, time he's, to he's time. A, but other than that, he's just happy-go-lucky
2: guy. He's, he's, a, he's a perfect sweetheart, man. Uh, you he know, I go true. out of my way to go speak to him, man, because he's always hey, been too. nice, treated me nice ever since I've known him, man. So met Not him, man. many
1: people know that he's got his own podcast now, so you people should uh, look up Marty Gennetti's, uh Party with Marty uh, podcast. It's entertaining.
0: Hey, and while I'm, you're I'm out sure there looking is. And while you look at that podcast, make sure you go over to uh, Teddy and I. We have a podcast as well that takes place on YouTube. We drop it every Friday, Road Trip After Hours. We have a lot of fun there, and we hope you'll come by and see us. And subscribe. Please, subscribe. Even here, go down there and just hit the subscribe button. We certainly appreciate it. Yo, down there. Guys, we're out of time. I've enjoyed it. I didn't (laughs) mean to keep you so long. I'm sorry. But I had to get that last question about Marty in there. No, that's great. (laughs) That's all right. I'm Mac Davis. That is WWE Hall of Famer Teddy Long and pro wrestling journalist Mr. Bill Actor. We'll see you next Defend week. Send
1: the title more often. You got it? All right.
2: We're out. All right. See you the matches. Oh. Not a good yeah,
0: one. When, when, when I read that about Marty, I was like, holy shit. Are recording, you kidding me? Way. Yeah, I'm going to end it right here.